ਖਾਲਸਾ ਵਾਹਿਗੁਰੂ ਜੀ ਕੀ ਫਤਿਹ ਵੈਲਕਮ ਟੂ ਦਿਸ ਸਿੱਖ ਹਿਸਟਰੀ ਪੋਡਕਾਸਟ ਦਿਸ ਪੋਡਕਾਸਟ ਸੀਰੀਜ਼ ਟ੍ਰਾਂਸਪੋਰਟਸ ਅਸ ਬੈਕ ਇਨਟੂ ਦ ਲਾਈਫਸ ਐਂਡ ਟਾਈਮਸ ਆਫ ਆਰ ਐਂਸਿਸਟਰਸ ਐਂਡ ਪ੍ਰੋਵਾਈਡਸ ਅ ਹਿਸਟੋਰਿਕ ਕੰਟੈਕਸਟ ਟੂ ਦ ਇਵੋਲੂਸ਼ਨ ਆਫ ਦ ਸਿੱਖ ਰਿਲੀਜਨ ਆਰ ਵੈਲਿਊਸ ਆਰ ਥਾਟਸ ਆਰ ਪ੍ਰਿੰਸੀਪਲਸ ਐਂਡ ਆਰ ਐਥਿਕਸ ਥੈਟ ਬਾਈਂਡ ਅਸ ਟੁਗੇਦਰ ਐਸ ਅ ਵਰਲਡਵਾਈਡ ਕਮਿਊਨਿਟੀ In the first part of the series we chronicle the growth of the Sikh religion from the birth of the founder Guru Nanak in 1469 to the death of Guru Gobind Singh in 1708 This period was one of tremendous political and social unrest in India the Indian society was inherently discriminatory and oppressive towards women the poor and those who stood in opposition to the ruling classes The Sikh gurus opposed such policies and sacrificed their lives to uphold the fundamental rights to equality, justice, freedom and religion. In this episode we shall talk about the 8th Sikh guru, Guru Har Krishan and the political turbulence which had turned against the Sikhs in the 17th century in India. The time of Guru Har Krishan's guruship was marked not only by Aurangzeb's oppression of the Sikhs but also by the Minas Dhirmal and his own brother Ram Rai all of these people had established their own sects and broke off from the tenets of the early Sikh gurus and their teachings they were openly striving to divide the Sikhs with their numerous and focused attempts to dilute Sikh teachings Guru Har Krishan was only 5 years old when he assumed the guruship but admirably he kept all the Sikhs together Before we get into details let's revisit the social and political climate of India in the 15th and the 16th centuries and the birth of Sikhism under Guru Nanak In the 15th century the Indian society was deeply divided into Hindus and Muslims Muslim invaders had occupied India by the 13th century and had started a forceful conversion of Hindus to Islam On the other hand Hindu society was plagued by rigid caste structures so much so that the women the low castes and the poor were deprived of the basic human rights to an honorable living in this society guru nanak sikhs or disciples created a whole new identity for themselves a society in which men and women were treated equally and there were no class discrimination moreover guru nanak's teachings emphasized naam japna or remembering god in one's actions kirt karni or earning through honest and creative work and vanchakna or sharing earnings with others these teachings became the hallmark of the new sikh society the other gurus built the sikh values on top of these ideals and at the same time never deviated from the teachings of guru nanak when guru angad took over guru nanak's mantle he collected nanak's teachings he standardized gurmukhi script and gave the sikhs their own written language guru angad's emphasis on physical fitness for sikhs laid the foundation for guru har gobind to later raise an army of able bodied men in a very short period of time guru amar das as the third sikh guru defined the sikh ideals clearly and precisely for a whole range of important issues he fought against the caste structures and against the oppression of women his most notable hymn the anand is sung at all religious ceremonies of the sikhs guru amar das was also responsible for instituting the festival of vesakhi and even today sikhs from all walks of life and all parts of the world celebrate the festival together 
The fourth guru, Guru Ramdas, was a true visionary for his ability to foresee the need for a moral and ethical code of conduct for the Sikhs. At every Sikh wedding today, the profound spiritual hymns known as the Lava, which were composed by Guru Ramdas, guide a couple to live their life as one soul and embody trust in each other. Guru Archan was the fifth Guru. He composed a number of hymns and compiled the teachings of the previous Gurus into the Adi Granth. Guru Archan penned the hymn Sukhmani, constructed the Harmandar Sahib and established the city of Amritsar as the nerve centre of the Sikhs. By the end of the 16th century, the Sikhs had become conscious of the fact that they were neither Hindus nor Muslims but formed a third community of their own. Times were rather peaceful and the Sikhs thrived in Punjab and all over India. However, in 1606, when Jahangir was crowned the Mughal Emperor of India, he started persecuting the Sikhs. Jahangir had premeditated action against Guru Arjun and within seven months of him becoming the Emperor, Jahangir had Guru Arjun executed. This horrendous act changed the course of Sikh history and under the leadership of young Guru Har Gobind, the Sikh emphasis changed from a peaceful propagation of the teachings of the Sikh Gurus to the forthright declaration of the right to defend their faith by arms. In 1609, Guru Har Gobind built the Akal Takht and infused in the Sikhs a confidence that they could challenge the might of the Mughals and stand up against social persecution. Although he infused his followers with the passion to defend their Sikh faith with a call to arms, Guru Har Gobind was himself an extremely compassionate person and throughout his life worked for the welfare of all humanity. During Guru Har Gobind's guruship, Shah Jahan, the son of Jahangir, extended his hostility towards the Sikhs and fought four battles. In all four battles, the rather small Sikh forces conclusively triumphed over the Mughal army. These battles, however, drove the Sikhs out of Amritsar, which, due to its proximity to Lahore, was always under the supervision of the Mughals. To avoid any more battles and to concentrate on the welfare of the Sikhs, Guru Har Gobind retired to Kiratpur in the foothills of Himalayas and a place not easily prone to attacks by the Mughals. One drawback of retreating away from Amritsar to Kiratpur was that Guru Arjun's rebel son, Prithi Chand's successors, also known as the Minas, occupied Amritsar. Prithi Chand's son, Meherban, was close to the Mughal rulers and he occupied the Harmandar Sahib, which remained under him and his son's Harji's control from about 1635 to 1695. The Minas played havoc with the Sikh ideology and introduced a lot of mythology into the teachings of Guru Nanak and other Sikh Gurus. The influx of superstition from the Minas placed a great deal of burden on Guru Har Gobind and Guru Har Rai who had the additional responsibility of preserving the hymns from the previous Gurus. They accomplished this by setting up many more community centers and training many more Masands. In 1634, Guru Hargobind's sons, Gurditta and Teg Bahadur had successfully defended the Sikhs at Kartarpur from an attack by the Mughals. By the next year, Guru Hargobind had retired into Kiratpur and he sent Teg Bahadur to the village of Bakala about midway between the present-day cities of Amritsar and Jalandhar. 
In all likelihood, Gurditta was being trained by Guru Hargobind as the next Sikh Guru. However, Gurditta died in 1638 and his son Dhirmal rebelled against Guru Hargobind. In fact, Dhirmal acquired the original Adi Granth compiled by Bhai Gurdas at the behest of Guru Arjan and kept it under his possession. The original Adi Granth is still in the possession of the descendants of Dhirmal in Kartarpur. When Guru Har Rai was appointed as the seventh Sikh Guru, his immediate task at hand was to disassociate the Sikhs from the influence of the Minas, the clan of Dhirmal, and later his son Ram Rai, who had gained favour from the Mughal emperor Aurangzeb. There is credible historical evidence that Guru Har Rai worked closely with Teg Bahadur and that Teg Bahadur would often come to visit Guru Har Rai. There are a lot of stories that say that Teg Bahadur was in meditation at Bakala. However, given the circumstances and the proximity of Bakala to Amritsar, it is quite likely that Teg Bahadur's time in Bakala was spent in preserving the teachings of the Adi Granth, perhaps even making copies of it for distribution to Sikh centers all over India. In 1656, Teg Bahadur visited Guru Har Rai in Kiratpur. This time also coincided with a visit from the Masands of Far East who wished the Guru Har Rai to travel to the areas of Bihar and Bengal. Being preoccupied with the affairs at Kiratpur, Guru Har Rai deputed Teg Bahadur to travel to the East. On June 9, 1656, Teg Bahadur left Kiratpur and travelled as far as Bihar, Bengal and Assam and spent almost eight years in the region. Guru Har Rai's younger son, Har Krishan was born on July 7th, 1656 in Kiratpur. In 1660, Aurangzeb had summoned Guru Har Rai to Delhi to explain his conduct and the hymns recorded in the Adi Granth. The Guru did not go himself but sent his elder son Ram Rai, who was only 14 at the time, along with 5-6 to represent him. Ram Rai did succeed in winning the confidence of Aurangzeb. In a political move aimed at dividing the Sikhs, Aurangzeb decided to keep Ram Rai in Delhi in the belief that if Ram Rai succeeded Guru Har Rai as the next Sikh Guru, he could control the destiny of the Sikh community. Ram Rai's sycophancy at the Mughal court turned Guru Har Rai against him and he announced that his younger son Har Krishan would succeed him as the next Sikh Guru. In 1661, Guru Har Rai passed away and appointed his younger son Har Krishan as the eighth Sikh Guru. This act speaks to the confidence of Guru Har Rai in ensuring that a young boy, ably guided by the elders in the Sikh community, would be able to lead the Sikhs. In the meantime, Aurangzeb gave Ram Rai a permanent place at Dehradun in modern-day India to set up his sect. This closeness to the Mughal emperor caused many Masands to defect to Ram Rai's camp. As he gained more influence with some renegade Sikhs, Ram Rai complained to Aurangzeb that he had been bypassed for guruship by Guru Har Rai and was a victim of grave injustice. This was a golden opportunity for Aurangzeb to meddle in the affairs of the Sikhs. From his perspective, Sikhs had turned away from both Islam and Hinduism. and if he could stop people from embracing sikhism he could remove any barriers from converting all of india to islam in december 
Aurangzeb left for Kashmir and came back to Delhi in January 1664. On the way, he stopped at Lahore to assess the situation in the Punjab. Contrary to his expectation, when he had propped up Ram Rai, he found that the people of Punjab still aligned with Guru Har Krishan and had only grown stronger as a community. When he came back to Delhi, he immediately summoned Guru Har Krishan to Delhi. Guru Har Krishan was seven by now and had been the guru for almost two years. He left Kiratpur with a large contingent of his followers and on the way to Delhi stopped at Ambala, Kurukshetra, Panipat and other small towns to encourage the local populations. In Delhi, Raja Jai Singh welcomed Guru Har Krishan and made arrangements for the guru at his bungalow. This place is now known as the Gurdwara Bangla Sahib situated in the heart of New Delhi. While staying there, he repeatedly refused to meet with Aurangzeb, who ruled all of India from only a few miles north in Old Delhi. Instead, the Guru busied himself with helping the poor and the oppressed in the area. Sometimes, after his arrival in Delhi, Guru Har Krishan was paid a visit by Teg Bahadur, who was returning from his visits to the east. Here he spent time with Guru Har Krishan and acquainted him about the welfare of the Sikhs across the breadth of India. After this meeting, he left the Guru in Delhi and went back to the village of Bakala. In early 1664, an epidemic of smallpox broke out in Delhi. Smallpox was an infectious disease unique to humans and there was no prescribed cure for the disease until it was recently eradicated in 1979. It is estimated that between 300 and 500 million people died of smallpox in the 20th century alone. Smallpox was also a communicable disease and infected anyone who came into contact with an infected person. The epidemic of 1664 was one of the largest outbreaks in India and owing to its communicable nature, not many people were inclined to help the suffering population. In this environment, Guru Har Krishan and his Sikhs stepped forward to help the needy and provide care for the suffering population. The well-established practice of the Swand and Langar or community kitchen ensured that there was always enough money and food to take care of the ailing and the needy. Unfortunately, while taking care of the smallpox patients, Guru Har Krishan himself was infected, which led to his untimely demise on March 30th, 1664. He was only seven years and eight months at the time. Before passing away, he had appointed Teg Bahadur as the ninth Sikh Guru, who was his grandfather, Baba Gurditta's younger brother, affectionately called as Baba Bakala or the elder uncle who lived in Bakala. Guru Har Krishan was cremated by the banks of the river Yamuna in Delhi. The Gurdwara Bala Sahib stands here now. Even at a young age, Guru Har Krishan proved his leadership of the Sikhs through his compassion and service of those suffering from the smallpox epidemic. In addition, in his own way, he stood up against Aurangzeb, the Mughal ruler, and refused to meet him even when visiting Delhi, the capital of the Mughal Empire. Finally, he showed his acumen in preserving the teachings of the Sikh Gurus and dealing with the Meenas, Ram Rai, Dhirmal and the corrupt Masans by appointing Teg Bahadur as the ninth Sikh Guru. In the next episode, we will talk about the ninth Sikh Guru, Guru Teg Bahadur 
and his legacy in standing up to Aurangzeb and his oppressive regime. So keep listening and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash a history of six or on our Twitter handle at a history of six. Bahiguruji ka khalsa, Bahiguruji ki fateh.